I love that song on Price is Right. All right, I got a couple quick minutes here before a quick meeting and then lunchtime. And uh, yeah, it is lunchtime. I'm having, I'm heating up my lunch. Then lunch, then meeting. Uh, yeah, the WWE releases some big names. Well, yeah, I mean, Keith Lee is a big name. Ember Moon is a big name. Nia Jax is a big name. Uh, Karrion Cross was on his way to, well, would have been on his way to being a big name if he didn't work for WWE. Had a big, big thing going in NXT and he came to the main roster over the summer and they put a fucking helmet on him and I don't know. He's the gladiator. He's, he's the gladiator. Just like Vince McMahon was out of touch in the early nineties. Vince McMahon was out of touch 30 years ago and now I know you say, well, he's so out of touch. Uh, how is it? Uh, how is this company so huge and still around? That guy's not stupid. Out of touch and stupid are not the same thing. And there's 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 so many things uh, the WWE has done over the years that are just you scratch your head and say, what the fuck is this? What are we doing here? You know, I was just thinking the other day about the, the 1995 Survivor Series. They had a pretty cool concept, I thought. It was called the wild card match. So you had bad guys and good guys on the same team, friends versus friends, friends teaming with enemies. It was a neat concept. And I thought, great, this is cool. I hope they do this every year. That's that's interesting. They never did it again. <laughs> I don't know why, but okay, they never did it again. There were more Survivor Series matches Featuring clowns than there were wild card matches. Now that's not the end all be all example of Vince being out of touch. I remember in an interview with Shawn Michaels talking about in the eighties uh, when Marty Jannetty and Shawn Michaels came to WWF at the time, and they were the Rockers, and I, they were called they were originally they were called the Midnight Rockers. And Vince came to him and he said, "Well, guys, how do we know?" Uh, called the rockers aren't aren't people going to think of a, an old man sitting in a rocking chair that's what i think of when i think of rockers maybe we should change your name because the rockers that sounds like a rocking chair and sean just told vince like dude i'm 25 years old and you're almost 50 don't you think i know a little bit better than you what what people think of things what's what's cool uh, aren't they? Aren't they? People gonna think of rocking chairs? Damn it, pal! So that's just—I uh, remember that insight from a, a, an interview that Shawn Michaels gave a long, long time ago about meeting Vince. Maybe the first time he met Vince. And uh, yeah, I mean, it's amazing. It's really amazing. You look at how good WWE can be and how bad it can be. And right now, to me, it's the worst that it's. I, I, I might. I don't know. I, I want to say it's the worst that it's ever been, but it's. I, I don't. I don't know what it is that's so off-putting about WWE now versus anything before this. I think maybe during the pandemic, WWE went to the Thunderdome and put on a very stale product, and there's no fans in attendance, and there's just video screens, and it's an empty arena, and maybe that helped. Maybe I became more aware of how weird their product is their weird camera angles the jerky camera shaking all over when a guy's getting punched and the camera's shaking back and forth and back and forth it's like we don't need the camera to shake back and forth we can see the 
The action is happening in the ring. Let that speak for itself. We don't need your fucking camera tricks. It's just making us dizzy. Maybe the little kids aren't dizzy, so I don't know. And again, I had a whole thing recently about how not everything is for me and how WWE, this isn't this isn't a product that's for me. This is a product for kids. But then you stand there and say, well, then why is Vince McMahon, who's almost 80, why is he the guy in charge of it? What is he, 76, 77? And he's still the the final say in everything that goes on television? And you wonder why you have a really popular wrestler like Karrion Cross, who was big on the indies, big in NXT, had a really rabid following of people and they loved his music and singing along and all that shit. I think Vince just hates that. I think he just he just loathes the wrestling fan and he loves the idea that he can still turn a profit by pissing off a huge population of the fan base. Um, but I think during the Thunderdome, during the pandemic, it's really just exposed just how sort of one dimen- like truly how one dimensional and and sort of idiotic WWE's product is idiotic in the sense that it's like it's really they're really I mean in the eighties it was made for children but grownups could enjoy it and in the nineties it was like they didn't quite have an identity for a while it was the new generation but it was like all about the smaller guys and just great wrestlers Vince getting away from the whole steroid thing and going with guys like Bret Hart and Shawn Michaels to kind of uh, to kind of take the the torch. Uh, and then you had the Attitude Era, which was when, like, of course, that's when things are at their best, when there's competition. And Vince had competition from WCW, which was kicking their ass. And they had to come up with something. And they lost all of their major stars to WCW, most of their major stars. And they had to come up with new stars. And, boy, did they, between luck and, uh, you know, good writing and good this and good that and personalities, my God, here comes the here's the Rock who started out as one of the most boring characters you could. People were chanting "Die Rocky, die" because he was so boring and so shitty. He was awful. I remember he made his debut. I saw him the first time he appeared on television was in a backstage thing when Bret Hart was announcing that he was not going to go to WCW. And there's Rocky. My I didn't know who he was. I'm like, who is that fucking guy? He's huge. He has a great look. That guy is a future superstar. He is. I don't know who he is. But get him on my TV. And then they got him on the on our TV and they put him in like goofy wrestling gear. And he had that he just he just, you know, coming out like just smiling, thumbs up everywhere. I just appreciate everything and everything's so great and everyone's so great and I appreciate you and I appreciate everything. And it was just like so one-dimensional. And then who knew what this guy had deep down inside? And he pulled it out and man, it was it was unbelievable. And that's when they're at their best and they let people be a character. The character is an extension of themselves, like Steve Austin, like The Rock, like Shawn Michaels. When it's really just go be you, but turn it up, turn up the volume all the way. Instead of like, here's a gladiator helmet. Here's a fucking superhero cape. Here's this prop. Here's a sword. Here's a guitar. Here's, you know, like just fucking go out and just be you. Crank up the juice, dude. And uh, that's that's when they're at their best. You know, and you never... Th- at the time in 2001, I was so excited when, 
when WWF won the war against WCW. WCW goes out of business. They have their final Monday Nitro. Vince buys the company. He buys ECW. It's all under one thing. And stupid me at the time was like, yeah, we, we did it. We won. We beat the evil WCW. And WCW was terrible when they when they went out of. I mean, they were just unwatchable. But I just didn't have the the intelligence at the time to really realize, like, holy shit, dude, uh, <laughs> uh, this is bad. This is really bad because WCW was a comparable wrestling promotion, provided competition, had television, a national television deal. Big money contracts could attract the big stars that just like WWE could do. And so they're both just neck and neck, just fighting each other. One wins one week, the other wins the next week. And it's just, it was a great time to be a wrestling fan. I don't personally love the Attitude Era. I don't like to watch a lot of stuff from that. I thought a lot of it was just trashy. Um, but at the time, as an 18, 17, 18, 19 year old, it was great fun. And watching any, you know, watching the stuff with Stone Cold, watching the stuff with DX, watching the stuff with The Rock, Mick Foley. There's just some great, great stuff. 1997, Bret Hart is as fun as the, you know, just it's as fun as anything to watch. Just evil Bret Hart just shitting on America was so great, but being cheered everywhere else, every other country on the planet, Bret Hart was a good guy, and in the United States, they booed him out of the building. It's fucking fantastic. Which at the time you didn't really think about it, but he's yeah he's really pointing out some legitimate uh, some legitimate things and some of the hypocrisies and so forth. And, you know, oh America, you don't care about your elderly, you don't care about the sick, you don't care. It's like holy shit, yeah he's right. We don't. <laughs> and all these other countries are really, really, uh, really do anyway. But now it's like okay, we've got. Uh, here we are, and in the pandemic, you realize, like, man, they don't really have much of a product, and you kind of think, like, all right, maybe they're just sort of, like, are they just saving, they're just kind of going through the motions. Maybe that's what WWE is doing right now. They're going through the motions in this Thunderdome, in this pandemic, they're saving the best for when they get to go back in front of a live audience. And then they go back in front of a live audience, what, four months ago? Um... And it's kind of like, oh, this this isn't this is still not very good. They had that one great Money in the Bank ladder match. John Cena coming back was exciting, but there's a that's the problem. Like John Cena's been in this thing for twenty years. Where's the next John Cena? Roman Reigns is a big deal now. Biggie is is on top of the world, which is great. But where where I don't know is Biggie going to be champion for a long time? I hope so. Is Xavier Woods going to be champion at some point? I hope so. He's king of the ring. So at least they're, again, the new, they're doing things right with the New Day, Roman Reigns, a couple of others. And then everybody else are just like, I, I don't know. Just release them. We'll save a ton of money. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's hard to watch. I'm really, I'm at the point where I'm like, I think, I think I'm going to just turn off my DVR to just not even record this stuff. And if anything good happens, I'll see it on Twitter. So that way I don't even have to go through the motion of deleting like five episodes of Monday Night Raw that I'm not going to watch. And I hate to do it because there's there's some great men and women on those shows. And it's like, what do you do? You boycott the company to say, hey, I don't like the way you're treating these uh, wrestlers. Um, 
I don't like the way you're treating these wrestlers. I'm not going to watch you anymore. Well, then that's less money, and then they're just going to release more wrestlers. Like, what do you do? How do you how do you go about that? Because it's not just like, oh, Vince McMahon's evil, and that's the. It's like, well, there's a bunch of people. I don't want to see other people get released from WWE. Uh, you know, and the ones who recently were released yesterday, they seem to be a lot of the ones that most of them haven't made it to the to the top top tier. So they're probably not making a ton of money right now. They might, maybe they have a little bit of savings. They're not, you know, if Vince McMahon said, uh, Goldberg, we're releasing you, Goldberg wouldn't give two fucks. He's gr- Brock Lesnar, we can't afford you anymore. Mm, okay. Thanks for all the millions and millions of dollars. Like, you wonder, by the way, you wonder why all these people are getting released. What does Brock Lesnar make for, uh, for his, uh, his three appearances a year. It's like tens of millions of dollars. Same with Goldberg. He's making millions of dollars. But, I mean, Brock Lesnar, I, is it, that's, you know, he, he moves the needle, so to speak. He turns the dial, you're, and you're turning the dial to see him. Are people really turning, turning over to, to WWE to watch Goldberg? I just can't imagine. John Cena, I get it. He's still pretty young. He's in his early 40s, certainly compared to Goldberg, who's 50-something. Uh, but yeah, it's like, how the hell are you supposed to have the next John Cena when you keep clipping all these people before they even get a chance to become uh, like a big star? The next John Cena, maybe you maybe you had him somewhere or her, and now they're gone. But uh, yeah, it's it's annoying. And then when you see like all these people get released... And then it's like, okay, when's the next Goldberg match? <laughs> it's got to be coming soon. Uh, evidently, Goldberg has one more match left on his contract. And please, I don't care when that match is. I don't care who it's against. I don't care what happens in it. I won't be paying attention to it. And I can't wait for it to happen so that it can be over. And I hope that there's no more of those matches I hope there isn't, you know, after whatever Goldberg's next match is, I hope there isn't something where, ah, Goldberg signs new deal with WWE for f- five more matches over the course of the next three years. Please, just fucking, just be done. Be done with Goldberg. Yeah, Goldberg, he's been around for 30 years. Brock Lesnar, I get. He's still, there's nobody like Brock Lesnar. I don't like Brock Lesnar. Uh, but I get it, man. And he has great matches. When he comes back, he has great matches. I didn't watch the recent one with Roman Reigns, but you put him in there with any number of guys, and they are they are as compelling as anything. It's one of the few times where it's like, hey, they're letting them, you know, just tell a story in the ring. It's like old school, good fucking wrestling. And it seems to be that that one, <laughs> that's just reserved for Brock Lesnar to have the good match, and then everybody else is like, all right, you get three minutes. You get, you know, you're going to be in a fucking Santa Claus street fight. It's some bullshit garbage clown show nonsense. <sighs> but that's the, that's what it's like to be a wrestling fan. It is. It's truly the highest of highs. When, when wrestling is, is as good as it can be, it is the greatest feeling. When stuff, like I talked about last night, when NXT was in its prime, uh, you know, five years ago. When it when it was when it was just starting to, you know, really get the uh, 
these independent wrestlers and some of these names from Ring of Honor and stuff that you're like, I can't believe, I can't believe Shinsuke Nakamura is in a WWE ring. I can't believe there's Bobby Roode. There's Samoa, Samoa Joe is in WWE. This is awesome. There's going to be so many great matches and he'll be the world champion. Ha, 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 And Prince Devitt, Finn Balor. No, well, he, I guess he was a champion for a little bit, but yeah, it's just like, who are the guys who are who are on the TV every week? The Miz, <laughs> Sheamus. It's like okay, these guys are good. They are. We've how many times we've we seen this is this is who's been on our TV for the last decade. And then you get somebody uh, like Drew McIntyre, who's get people get behind and has good matches and all this stuff. And then they're like, you're gonna go out there with a sword and you're gonna swing your sword around. And then uh, I don't I don't I don't want to see this nonsense. But it's for the kids. It's for the kids. I have to remember. It's really not for me anymore. But Jesus, man, when you're like cutting loose all the all the rising stars and the potential rising stars, like, well, okay, I guess you're just gonna keep having to lean on Goldberg and John Cena and Brock Lesnar for forever. The Undertaker, maybe. I don't know. I think. I mean, he's done, right? I think he's like done, done. Although. I can't imagine The Undertaker wants that. That last, whatever that meant, was it the last ride match with AJ Styles that they had at WrestleMania 36 during the pandemic and it was filmed in a, oh, the Boneyard, the Boneyard match, right? That's what it was called. It was filmed in the Boneyard somewhere in Florida, some cemetery with palm trees. Oh, spooky. Uh, And that was the last Undertaker match, but I I can't imagine that he's done I just feel like he's got to have at least one more big. What is it WrestleMania? Is it this? Is it this coming year that WrestleMania is in Texas? Undertaker's from Texas. I would be absolutely shocked if there wasn't one more Undertaker match at WrestleMania and a big Hall of Fame induction for the Undertaker and one last match against somebody. Probably not anything exciting. Probably you'd like for it to be against somebody like a Big E. Or I was I always a fantasy match of mine. I always thought it'd be a cool matchup to see Undertaker and Shinsuke Nakamura, but I doubt that that's ever going to happen. Uh, you know, we got to see Undertaker and AJ Styles in the Boneyard match. I guess that's probably who it would be, right? It would be Undertaker versus AJ Styles, and and that way you'd get to have the stare down with Undertaker and and the big dude almost Omos, Edward James Omos. Uh, I feel like that's probably what will happen at WrestleMania because AJ Styles is a guy that if the Undertaker can't can't move and go like he used to, uh, AJ can, and that would that would kind of cover that up. And then I would be, uh, and then I don't want to ever see the Undertaker again. We've gotten to see the real guy in the lat- during the pandemic. Uh, I don't want to see the real guy. <laughs> the real guy does not align with uh, a lot of the things that I believe in. And I'd rather just see the dead man from the dark side, from the crypt and the creatures of the night. I, just give me that guy. We, we, okay. You showed us a little bit of the real Mark, Mark Calloway. That's enough. Don't need any more. Don't need any more. Uh, at least we've gotten woke Steve Austin during the pandemic. That's, that's been, that's been one of the pluses. We had the opposite with the undertaker and we get woke Steve Austin, which is great. Uh, a beer drinking redneck stone cold Steve Austin. 
Black Lives Matter, you piece of trash. It's fucking beautiful, man. <laughs> anyway, I got to go. But uh, I'm going to talk about this more later. I, I am. It's it's infuriating to watch, though. WWE just cutting these youngsters left and right. Like, when are you going to... Well, they haven't made it. They don't have any big stars. They keep having to rely on the same guys. John Cena and Goldberg and Brock Lesnar and all these. Yeah. So, I, gee, if only there were some major stars that people went crazy for, like an Adam Cole or a Brian Danielson or a Shinsuke Nakamura, who, like everybody was in, and then they're just like, no, we're going to put you with some like goofy fucking guitar guy and... I don't know, man. It's we're gonna make you more comedy. Uh, people don't want to see uh, Shinsuke Nakamura win. The, like, okay, Vince, you know. Anyway, it's all very frustrating, and the Twitter verses. Surprise, surprise! They've been quite vocal. <laughs> they've been quite vocal today. Weird, isn't it? And they cut a bunch of wrestlers that people were really into or who were young and didn't even really get a chance to become anything in NXT or WWE, and people are mad. Other wrestlers are mad. My my only concern is I hope that – you'd love to see a lot of these people go to AEW. Cool. But also, like, at what point, you know, has AEW turned a profit? I don't think they have. I don't – you know, I think it's going to be – no matter how good things are, uh, you know – you start up a big wrestling promotion with national television. I don't know if uh, it, during a pandemic or before, right before a pandemic happens and you take away live touring and all these revenue generating things, I'm sure AEW has been hit financially. They're run by billionaires. That's a good thing. But at some point, it's uh, it's not going to be sustainable. So I don't – I want to – you say, oh, just go to AEW. Everybody just go to AEW. Well, you can't have everyone go to AEW. Then AEW just becomes WWE from three years ago, where they have everybody and they don't know what to do with them all. And even if they did, there's not enough time. So, I don't know. I would love it if there were three major wrestling promotions. And, you know, I guess TNA kind of is that third. But, anyway. I gotta run, gang. I'll talk to you later, Gators.